This is Editing Anna just jumping in the beginning here real quick. I know, surprise. This is a warning that this, my portion, is a particularly upsetting and gruesome portion. Just wanted to give you a little heads up because I do go first. Enjoy the show. So, welcome back to Oddities. That's what's That's so. Right. Here we are, and, you know, another day in paradise. The That's huge. Right. I'm Anna, by the way. Oh, Jesus. I'm Cassie. There she is. Here I am. And before I forget, like everything else that just happened, we're on social media. On Instagram, we're at Oddities Insta. On Twitter, we're Oddities Tweets. On Facebook, you can find us under Oddities Podcast. We have an email. Still waiting on a couple more listener stories. <laughs> wow, you really held that. that was I good. did. Uh, if I you, know some of y'all are holding out on us. Yeah, some some of you are definitely, and you're you're really just bringing the whole crowd down. So, I'm, I'm looking oh. at every single one of you. And okay. let's see. Wow, that got dark. And uh, what else are we on? Oh, well, we're it's on be a dark week. Oh wait, I never gave you my email. I mean, our email. <laughs> My email. God. It's oddities.talk at gmail.com. And we're on Patreon if you would like to donate. Uh, Patreon, we are, what are we? We're Oddities Podcast, and Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. How do you spell Oddities? O-D-D-I-T-I-E-S. There it is. How are you today? So, let's, let's talk about you first. Something's going on with you. What's happening? Oh, I'm just really tired. I haven't been sleeping very well this week. I've been having like a lot of very, very vivid, very, very strange dreams. And I think it's because of stress and also heat. It gets very hot in here. Mm -hmm. And so I think I'm, I'm just like, so I falling asleep is not the issue. It's just like staying asleep. I'll have these dreams and then I'll wake up and then I, I'm like too awake and I can't fall back asleep. So then I'm awake for like an hour or two in the middle of the night and right, then I fall back right. asleep, you know? So I'm just a little like space cadet but that's okay. I'll be good. I'm fine. And, and it's almost the weekend. It's already Thursday. God bless four day work weeks. Love those. I know for real. I could get used I would to love this. more of these. Yeah, for sure. I would totally be down for that. But anyway. Yeah. How are you? What's the latest? Uh, no, I haven't watched TV in so long, which is very unusual Dude. for me. I, I've read four books in the past week. Oh, great. What, what have you been reading? I re oh, I read Jenny Slate's Little Weirds, which is really good. She's indeed very weird, and I love her. Her brain is so fascinating. I read The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Did you read that book? Oh, I have it. Yeah, I'm about like halfway through it. Yeah, I almost put it down halfway through. That's about where I put it down. And then I was like, one day I'll, I'll pick it up again. The ending is worth it. Okay. All right. So maybe I'll... He really wraps it up in a good way. But like I got halfway through and I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah, I know. It, it was like kind of... um. I don't know, kind of self-deprecating, and I, I don't know, it was just kind of, like, strange. He gets a, a little preachy at parts. Yes, yeah, definitely. Uh, but, okay, I'll pick it back up then, and I'll, I'll finish it. Yeah, he really ends it with a bang. What else have I read? I read Women in Power by Mary Beard, which is good. It's really short. Her last name is and, Beard. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> I know. I like that, too. Yeah. And what else did I read? 
I can't remember. The subtle art of not giving a fuck. I was like, this is interesting. And also, I'm doing a lot of this. Mm-hmm. But it... Oh, and oh, I talked about Big Magic. Yes, you did. I think I, so, yeah. Excellent. the other book. Yeah, I've just been... And now I'm starting Frankenstein because I have never gotten all the way through it. And now I know why. The beginning is so boring. I've never read any of it, so... The, this fucking guy is talking about how he's going to go discover the North Pole. And I'm like, bitch, we don't give a shit. This no, isn't why we're here. Nobody gives a shit about your personal journey. Give us the monster. That's right. We're yeah. the monster. But yeah, so that's... Yeah, I've just been reading a lot. And then sleeping. Excellent. Yeah. Two so healthy habits. Dreams, oh, thanks. That's all right. Yeah, it'll be fine. I'm just... I'm having a moment. It'll... It'll subside. <laughs> It might be because of the weather. I've heard that weather, like the changing of weather affects people's noggins. Yeah, and like, you know, it's just a lot of stuff. Like work has been insane, wedding stuff, the usual, you know, day-to-day bullshit, and and then... Uh, Wait, are, the, are there any fun wedding updates? Hmm, let me think. No big, huge progress on anything at the moment. It's just been like, oh, I heard back from the beer distributor. We're good to go on that. For the most well, part, I'm a big fan. Although, like, final amount is to be decided, dependent upon how many people are coming, because that could change. Right. But yeah, right. and um, <laughs> he's not just going to dump multiple kegs at your door. So weird. <laughs> I wish. Yeah. Uh, other than that, no, like, really huge thing. Like, my big thing right now is I need places to open back up so I can do certain things. Like, I need to schedule sure. my fittings, and I need to, like, Corey needs to. His suit hasn't come in yet and shit you know like shit like that i need so i need the world to work with me a little and it right. will it'll all be good of course of course but of course uh, other than that but i mean i feel like i've been super boring it's really just been the huge get up do the morning shit another work day another dollar yeah work work out dinner hang out go to sleep rinse repeat yeah it's really a uh, quarantine is really a hell of a thing it sure is but like people ask me how I'm doing and I'm like fine yeah like, I don't know like how do I answer this it's yeah I mean I'm it's stuck it's, in my house it's fine I like I'm not I'm not losing my mind and I'm not no me neither like upset or you know whatever I'm just like yeah you know the usual <laughs> yeah it's just a solid quiet medium yeah which I'm cool with so same yeah, that's really it. So, uh, so you here's here's a podcast from the two grandmas. Yeah, here's here's a podcast from the world's most interesting individuals. <laughs> and uh, now that we've discussed a whole lot of uh, monotony, here right. comes something wild. What are you covering this week? That's so dark. All right, I'm covering Sylvia Likens. Okay, and I'm gonna give a a very big warning right now. This shit is very fucked up. Mm. My text to Cassie literally this week said, bro, I'm about to do the darkest fucking shit I've ever heard in my life this week. And my response was, can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> literally. <laughs> but I just, I want to give that warning that this shit is very fucked up. And it's very sad. Okay. But it's definitely the wildest shit I've ever heard in my life. And the fact that they haven't made a movie or a TV show about this is bananas to me. Oh, okay. All right. Then I'm really excited. So some dark, wild, sad shit. 
Here we go. Oh, I do have a story of something that's going on. What's going on? Tell us. Well, I feel like it's too late now. <laughs> no, no, no. I haven't started. They're okay. Good. So my my parents, <laughs> my parents, like they've been experiencing some shit at the house. What? Like some some shit. So like, uh, I think. Wait, wait. Are we? Are you talking about like serious shit or like ghost shit? Ghost shit. It's not serious. Oh shit. God! Thank God. So first Jesus. of all, first of all, the laundry room apparently smells like rotten eggs. So. Demon. Demon. It's the laundry demon. So that bitch oh, is in there. Yes, we we have investigated this. The laundry demon. It's back. Sometimes it comes and goes. So the so the laundry demon's back. Uh-oh. And then Never good. every I think every night this week, they've both woken up in the middle of the night to hear talking. And then they go downstairs and the so the way their house is set up, like there's the main floor in the basement, it's finished and that's where the TV is and, and stuff like that. And then upstairs is the bedrooms. And so all the way in the basement, the speakers have turned themselves back on. I love this. Right. So we've got a laundry demon that likes listening to the television, also, I guess. J- yeah. Just so people know her laundry room that she's talking about is in the basement. It is in the basement. It is all in the same vicinity. So that's, that's, one thing that I can't believe I forgot a laundry to laundry demon that. that's a fan of electronics. That's it. An electronic loving laundry demon. What can we <laughs> say? <laughs> I feel like that was like a song in the fifties. Electronic loving laundry demon. I don't know why. It totally is. Like the one eyed like one eyed pur- purple people purple people eater. Fucking yeah. <laughs> the one eyed purple it. fucking yeah. <laughs> My version. All right. I said purple people eater. You were like the one eyed fuck. I was like, that's the beginning. Yeah. We came together. We did. We did. All right. Okay. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to take away. Give me the darkness. I'm ready. So, this is Sylvia Likens was the third child of five children. She was born to carnival workers. Nice. Lester and Elizabeth Likens. Of course. I thought this was interesting. She's born between two sets of fraternal twins. Oh, that is interesting. So there's a set that's two years older than her and a set that's one year younger. Dude, she probably totally felt left out all the time. Yeah. Th- this, she did, ooh, ooh, this poor angel baby. Okay. So, okay, so the younger set of fraternal twins, Okay. Had, it was Jenny and Benny, which Jesus lied. Christ. Okay. So Jenny is going to be our other, like, the other sister that I'm talking about all the time. Okay. So it's Sylvia and Jenny. So Jenny suffered from polio, which caused one of her legs to be weaker than the other. She was afflicted with a notable limp and had to wear a steel brace on her leg. That sucks. Yeah. So the older set of twins and Benny, Jenny's brother, a twin brother, usually went with the the parents to like work at the carnival. Okay. But the two younger girls were usually left behind for education and safety reasons, blah, blah, blah. And they were usually left with relatives. However, in June of 1965, Mama Likens gets arrested for shoplifting. Oops. And their father decides to board the two younger girls with Gertrude Beneshevsky. Oh, Jesus. Her name's Gertrude. Oh, yeah. Okay. So she's the mother of two girls, Paula and Stephanie, with whom the sisters had become friends with. Oh, okay. She assures... Papa Likens that she would take care of these girls like they're her own. Oh, no. 
that's already i wrote here we go yep that's already the sign i'll watch them like they're my own ominous music playing you know sure always so some sometime after july 4th the sisters moved in with gertrude so their parents could travel with the carnival and the parents sent weekly boarding fees of $20 until they picked them up in November of that year. Okay. So if you think about it, that's not that long. That's no. half a year. Yeah. Okay. So during the initial weeks, the girls suffered very little abuse or discipline for that matter. They had a good time. They participated in household chores. They went to Sunday school with the with Gertrude's daughters. Blah, blah, blah. The payments from... The Likens' parents started to come later than their prearranged dates, for whatever reason. Okay. I don't know. It's, Blame it's it on fucking, the mail. Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking 65. It's probably, uh, whatever. Uh, and they would only arrive like one or two days later. But because of this, Gertrude would beat the girls with a paddle. Oh. And statements made whilst beating them were, quote, well, I took care of you two little bitches for a week for nothing, unquote. Wow. Okay, so Gertie's yeah. a bitch. Uh-huh. Okay. According to subsequent trial testimony, abuse was initially afflicted upon Sylvia after she and Jenny had returned from, like, school. That It was called Arsenal Technical High School. I don't know if that's important. Okay. But they would return from school, and it, it would happen then and on weekends. So the initial abuse included beatings and being refused sufficient food, which led Sylvia to eating leftovers or spoiled food out of garbage cans. Oh. Yeah. And apparently... I hate this word. Gertrude... Yeah. She's... I have a very specific word for her later on. Apparently, Gertrude heard that Sylvia had a boyfriend and told her that if she did anything with a boy, they would ultimately have a baby and then kicked her in the genitals. Jesus. Yeah. So Gertrude's daughter, Paula, joined in on the bullying, probably because her mother was like cajoling her. She would do things like pushing Sylvia off a chair, saying that she wasn't fit to sit on it. They, at a family dinner with Gertrude, Paula, and a neighborhood boy named randy leper who sounds like the antichrist oh good they force i mean all these people do but they forced fed sylvia a hot dog which was overloaded with condiments and she vomited and then was later forced to consume what she had regurgitated oh god so sylvia tried to like retaliate in a way at school so she started like spreading rumors about gertrude's daughter so gertrude's daughter stephanie her boyfriend Hubbard, Coy Hubbard. Jesus. And he appears again. He attacks Sylvia, slapping her, beating her head against the wall. And when Gertrude found out that Sylvia had been, like, the person that had started this and that Coy Hubbard had beat her up, she also beat up Sylvia. Oh, my God. There was an occasion where Gertrude broke her wrist beating Sylvia because she was focusing on her teeth and the eyes. And then when she got a cast on, she used that. To also beat Sylvia. Jesus. She would also beat Jenny if she refused to beat Sylvia. So, like, she would tell Jenny, you have to beat up Sylvia. And if she doesn't, she would beat up Jenny. Jenny's Sylvia's sister. Um, Yeah, right. With with polio. Right. So, Coy Hubbard, who is... Fuck that guy. Yeah. Gertrude's daughter's boyfriend. And several classmates would physically and verbally torment Sylvia. 
often collaborating with Gertrude and her kids. They used her as a practice dummy for judo lessons. They lacerated her body. They burned her skin with lit cigarettes, and they injured her genitals. What? Why are why are they going after her so much? That's insane. It what from what I can understand, it's because of this woman, Gertrude. The Gertrude must have been like Hitler or something that to like convince all these people that I mean Jesus. I literally have a note in my notes that said only if you want to talk about this because this shit is brutal. Yeah. So Gertrude, just this section. Gertrude apparently forced Sylvia to strip naked in the family living room and insert an empty Coca-Cola bottle into her vagina. What the hell? While Gertrude and the neighborhood boys watched. Ew. She she asked this, she made her do this as an act of humiliation. That's terrible. She's, I, I have never, ever read anything like this in my life yeah this is so abysmal this is this is fucking awful i told you yeah so the lichens girls were afraid to tell anyone of their predicament so as not to worsen it because jenny was told by gertrude that she would be beaten if she did so the parents like would visit every now and again and they wouldn't say anything because they they were afraid Mm -hmm. so when the parents visited in mid-august it would be the last time that they would see them or see Sylvia, and neither girl said anything about the abuse, but mostly because Gertrude and her children remained around them. So uh, they okay. just, like, never let they the They couldn't parents... let that. yeah. Right. That's, huh. The father of a neighborhood boy called the school to report that there was a girl with sores all over her body, and the school investigated it, only for Gertrude to say that Sylvia had run away and that she was refusing to upkeep her hygiene and said that Sylvia was a bad influence on her own children. Oh my and then God. the school made no further investigation. Oh, Gertrude's neighbors, Raymond and Phyllis Vermillion, witnessed the abuse and heard Paula, Gertrude's daughter, boasting about the abuse while they also witnessed Sylvia with a black eye. And even though they came over to Gertrude's house and saw that the girls were meek and, quote, zombified in nature, they did not report it. Why? What is In my notes... I go, T.Y., motherfucking Raymond and Phyllis, you fucks. Yeah, also Vermilion. What is, what the hell? I know. What the hell? That name. All of it. I can't. All of it. So, due to the fact that she was getting beaten up all the time, she grew incontinent. Mm-hmm. Basically, she just started to pee herself. Yeah. And due to this, Gertrude tied her up in the basement and deprived her of food and water. Oh, my God. This poor girl. Yeah. So the neighborhood kids and Gertrude carved messages into her skin with a heated needle. needle. And Sylvia was like basically put on display for like the neighborhood kids with Gertrude claiming that she had received the inscription at a sex party. What is, what is wrong with this woman? So Gertrude forced Sylvia to write a misleading letter that basically said Sylvia had run away from her home. The content was intended to frame a group of anonymous local boys for extensively abusing and mutilating her after she had initially agreed to engage in sexual relations with them. Gertrude basically decided, oh, she's going to have her write this letter and then she's going to take her somewhere and leave her there to die. Mm -hmm. Sylvia overhears this and attempts to escape from the basement, but she's caught 
and beaten again. And desperately, she attempts to alert the neighbors by screaming for help and hitting the walls of the basement with a spade. So that's a loud noise. Yeah. One immediate neighbor would later inform police she had heard the desperate commotion and that she had identified the sources emanating from the basement, but that the noise stopped at 3 a.m., so she decided not to inform the police. What the hell? If somebody was knocking on that shit till 3 a.m., my ass definitely would have called the police. I... I mean, I would have called the police, like, ages ago in this situation. But, like, if I'm sitting out, I've been sitting outside on my fire escape talking to someone in this apartment building, and somebody called the police on me. Like, I mean, it was late at night, but all we were doing was sitting out there on the fire escape talking. Mm -hmm. You're telling me you're hearing screaming and someone banging on the wall, and you're just like, Yeah, that's ridiculous. These people are fucked up. So... I I have to give another warning here because this is really awful. So if you don't want to listen, just skip ahead about 20 or 30 seconds. So she attempts to escape again. Sylvia does. And Gertrude stamps on her head. Oh. So Stephanie, Gertrude's daughter, sees her and wants to give her like a warm bath. But Sylvia has stopped breathing. She, Stephanie tries to give her mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. Wait, wait. Gertrude's... So now, all of a sudden, this this the one daughter has, like, a conscience, and she's like, let me give her... Well, this one didn't do a lot. It was the other one that did primarily. Yeah, but she, like... All right. But she went I along. Mean, yeah, she, she was, like, a bystander. I mean, but now, right. all of a sudden, she's like, so, let me yeah, give now, you a bath and like give alive. you a fucking mouth-to-mouth. What the fuck? Okay. Right. All right. So... While Gertrude's upstairs declaring that this girl is faking it, somebody goes downstairs and Stephanie is found crying and cuddling her body because Sylvia's dead. Okay. uh, I, okay. That annoys me. I know. But it's fine. I know. Yeah. When police arrive at her address, Gertrude led the officers to Sylvia's body and which was on a mattress. So they moved her. They moved her. Claiming that she'd been trying to patch up her wounds before this girl had died. She added that Sylvia had run away earlier from her home with several teenage boys and came back with the note that she made Sylvia write. Mm -hmm. So, because Jenny is just existing in this world of intense fear Mm -hmm. and obviously can't do anything, she tells the rehearsed story to the cops that Gertrude told her to tell. And then leans into the police and says, quote, you get me out of here and I'll tell you everything, unquote. Yes, Jenny. Yes, Jenny. So the statement provided from Jenny prompts officers to arrest the entire Beneshevsky family. Good. With the charges of Sylvia's murder. Some of the neighborhood boys, Stephanie's boyfriend, Coy Hubbard, and the um, leper, leaper, leper. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, fuckhead leper. Yeah. Yeah, right. Stephanie's boyfriend, Coy Hubbard, and Leper and some other neighborhood boys were arrested with the same charges of Sylvia's murder. Okay. Other neighborhood children were also arrested and were charged with causing injury to a person, and each was subsequently released into the custody of their parents under subpoena to appear as witnesses at the upcoming trial. Excellent. So Jenny just fucked everybody. That's great. Literally. Yeah. So Sylvia's autopsy revealed she had suffered in excess of 150 separate wounds across her entire body. She was extremely emaciated at the time of her death, and it discredited any assertion from Gertrude that Sylvia had had been promiscuous or a prostitute, which she had literally only claimed to the cops. Oh, my God. 
The death was listed by the coroner as subdermal hematoma due to a severe blow to a right temple. So that's from Gertie. Yeah. With the severe and prolonged damage inflicted to her skin and subcutaneous tissues, plus severe malnutrition. Okay. They, those were all uh, contributing factors to her death. The prosecution wanted to seek the death sentence for all five defendants and that they should all be tried as if they were working in concert because their collective crimes against Sylvia, if they were tried separately, neither the judge nor jury would hear the whole story. Yeah. So they were like, fuck this, we're trying them all together. Jenny testified against them She was and was corroborated by one of the neighborhood boys, this is the leper kid, okay. who visibly smirked as he convinced, confessed having beaten Sylvia on anywhere between 10 and 40 separate instances. What a fucking asshole. Multiple adults testified to knowing or witnessing terrible acts happening to Sylvia, but failed to report it. As rumors were going around that she was soliciting, and that was why she was being punished. As if that's the reason why you should be doing this to a person. This is, I, this is, this is bizarre in a really sad way. But I'm also at the same time, like, not surprised that this exists somewhere in our history because people are fucking vile. People are nightmares. Yeah. So, sorry if you don't like this word, but this fits this woman. In my notes, I go, here comes the cunt herself. That's it. That's it. Gertrude testified in her own defense. She denied any responsibility. Of course she fucking did. For Sylvia's, right, for Sylvia's prolonged abuse, torment, ultimate death claiming her children and other children within her neighborhood must have committed the acts within her home, which she described as being, quote, such a madhouse, unquote. Okay. She also added that she had been too preoccupied with her own ill health and depression to control her children. Then they should have been taken away. Okay. Yeah. She claimed she'd spank Sylvia once and then never again. Tell me they didn't buy this. So a childhood boy testified that he'd helped to brand her. This was with the the hot needle. And that when he arrived at the house the day of her death, she hadn't expected her to be there because Gertrude had informed him that she'd, quote, get rid of Sylvia. Okay. Gertrude's daughter broke down and testified to all the horrible things that had transpired in the home, all with her mother watching or her mother doing it herself. Another girl corroborated her story after hearing Paula, Gertrude's daughter, proudly boast on the bus about her mother breaking her wrist beating up Sylvia. Oh my God. So they tried the insanity plea. Yeah. A doctor testified that Gertrude was sane and fully capable and responsible for her actions. Boom! Shut down. Despite the heavy cross-questioning over two hours of it, he remained steadfast that she was not and had never been psychotic. The insanity is, it's hard to actually, like, get that to, like, fly. It is. Yeah. And I think specifically in this case, because a million people were like, no, no, she did this. Yeah. So the trial of the five defendants lasted 17 days. 17 days. Yeah. After the jury deliberated for eight hours, the panel of eight men and four women found Gertrude Beneshevsky guilty of first degree murder. Boom. Fuck you. Paula heard. Fucking Gertrude. I, oh, this this woman is the definition of the Antichrist. Yeah. Like, I, I've never heard of a more evil person. No, this is a terrible, terrible... She's a demon. She's a demon. Paula, her daughter, was found guilty of second-degree murder, and some of the neighborhood boys were found guilty of manslaughter. Gertrude and Paula were sentenced to life imprisonment, and the neighborhood boys were sentenced to 2 to 21 years. Good. Fuck you guys, all of you. Gertrude and Paula were retried. Uh, Paula opted to plead guilty to voluntary manslaughter, and she was sentenced to serve a 2 to 20 years imprisonment. 
but Gertrude was found guilty again and was sentenced to life imprisonment. So she got double life in prison. <laughs> well, I guess because I, I guess I don't know. You're extra fucked, Gertrude. Here's the kicker. Our justice system. Man. Oh, God. Gertrude was a model citizen in prison. Younger inmates called her, quote, like they called her mom, basically. She changed her name to Nadine Van Fossen, which was a combination of her middle name and her maiden name, and described herself as a devout Christian. This motherfucker gets released on parole in 1985. Oh my god, how? She spent 19 years and that's it in prison. Oh my god, did she die shortly thereafter? She never accepted full responsibility for Sylvia's prolonged torment and death. She insisted she was unable to precisely recall any of her actions. She primarily blamed her actions upon the medication she had been prescribed to treat her asthma. I thought it was your depression. Yeah, which is it? She's fuging. Gertrude, that's Gertrude lived in a relatively obs- she lived in relative obscurity in Laurel, Iowa, until her death due to lung cancer at the age of sixty-one. What year was that? Nineteen ninety. Ah, uh, she was out for too long for me to be happy with this ending. So the house where they lived was demolished. It's now a church parking lot. In June 2001, a granite memorial was formally dedicated to Sylvia Liking's life and legacy. The dedication was like attended by hundreds of people. It's it's still standing, obviously, but the the memorial itself is inscribed. The mem- quote this memorial is in memory of a young child who died a tragic death. As a result, laws changed and awareness increased. This is the commitment to our children that the Indianapolis Police Department is working to make this a safe city for all of us. Oh, oh. that's nice. And that is the very terrible story of Sylvia Likens. That sucks. Sure does. That is dark. I oh, hate man. that bitch and her kids. And those neighborhood fuckers. And the neighbors. And I, I hate everybody I, in this story. Right. Except Jenny. I, and it just, like, reading the story and doing all the research, I almost was like, I, I don't know if I can do this. Yeah, that made me kind of nauseous. Yeah. That's and fucking awful. I, I just feel like there should be no justice system on the planet that lets a woman like that out. Hell no. There's no way in hell she should have gotten out. She should have fucking died and, and rotted in a cell and just, you know, whatever. She should have not been able to live her life in obscurity. I don't give a fuck what goddamn fucking bullshit fucking religion she decided she wanted to be a part of. No, I don't give sucks. a shit. You're a horrible person. And you should rot in prison. Wow, what a shit bag. Yeah. Wow. Truly the face of evil. Well, that was... That was heavy. This is why I didn't want to go second. Yeah. Okay. Right. I'll bring it home on a on a higher higher note. Yeah. I'm really sorry, everyone. I actually sent my girl Sam sent this to me. She was like, "You should do this because this is really weird." And as I was reading it, I was like, "This is." Uh, it, I don't even have words for what it is. I can't believe that like people are like it doesn't sound real. That's how terrible no, it, it is. You know. And I just feel like we need to really improve our justice system. Oh, for sure. In a big way. 
Wow, that was for many reasons, but also there is no also you need to Google this woman Gertrude because she looks like an angel. Does she look like a piece of shit? Alright, let me look her up. She yes. Sylvia was so cute. I know. Poor angel. Ugh. Oh wow, this woman does look like a fucking bitch. Right? She looks like a human lemon. The parents should have just kept the girls with them with the circus or whatever. But it's it's all like how are they supposed to know? No, I mean seriously, but like come it's on. It's just it's it's just bananas. Uh, right. Well, mine topic mine topic <laughs> mine topic I'm in there for a second. Mine topic is Nostradamus. Very light. Kind of. I, I don't know anything about him, so I'm excited. All right. Well, I, I'm, surely you've heard of Nostradamus. No, no, no. I mean, like, I don't know anything specific. All right. Right. I'm going to give you some specific. So, Michel de Nostradamus. Oh! <laughs> usually Latinized as Nostradamus. Thank God, because if I had to say that... Oh, forget it, forget it, forget it. All right. He was a French... You're going to love this. Astrologer. Big fan. Physician and reputed seer, who is best known for his book, Les Prophéties, which I'm sure oh, I said wrong. No, I don't think you did. You did it perfect. Also, I, how do you become a seer? How does one become a seer? I don't know. Yes. I guess claim you're one and get enough people to believe you. Oh, God, big fan. I'm so doing it. <laughs> Me too. So he, he wrote this book, Les Prophéties, again. Wrong. But anyway, it was a collection yeah. of 942 poetic quatrains allegedly predicting future events. So... Ah! I, too, have written a predictable poetic quatrain. I also like writing, you know, poems about the future. The, the key word in all this is allegedly predicting the future, because... Because. Okay. So... The book was first published in 1555 and has rarely been out of print since his death. So it's like still a thing, right? So good old uh, Nostra, he studied at the University of Avignon, French, but was forced to leave after just uh, over a year because the university had to close because of an outbreak of the plague. So Yikes. that sucks. Yeah. So he worked as an apothecary for several years um, after he... Left Avignon. So he never went back to school. No, because the plague. So after, well, eventually he he tries to. We'll get there. I'm working on it. Right, right. I'm working right. on it. All right. So after he leaves Avignon, he by his own account traveled the countryside for eight years, uh, from 1521 on, researching herbal remedies. Cool. I can get down okay. with that for sure. sure. In 1529, after some years of doing this and being an apothecary, he. He entered the University of Montpellier to study for a doctorate in medicine. But then they expelled okay. him. Oh, bye. They, they expelled him because, because it was discovered that he had previously done this apothecary shit and it was considered a manual trade expressly banned by the university statutes and had been slandering doctors. How stuck oh, up wow. is that? This guy, Why? this guy spends eight years doing this shit, researching herbal remedies, all sorts of shit, and then I they know, kick like, him nah. out of fucking med school. What a bunch of dicks! Truly. Anyway, the expulsion document 
BIU Montpellier Register S2 Folio 87 still exists Ooh. in the faculty library. However, you just feel like dummies. <laughs> probably. However, despite being expelled, some of his his later publishers and correspondents would still call him doctor. <laughs> so that's cool. Huh. So, oh, so you can just claim to be these things. Yeah. Seeing doctor. After this point, he became famous for creating a rose pill that purportedly protected against the plague. I don't know about that, but <laughs> uh. we'll go with it anyway. So he he first married in 1531, um, but unfortunately his wife and two children died in 1534 during another plague outbreak. Guess he didn't give them the rose pill. Apparently they did not get the rose pill. So he fought alongside doctors against the plague before remarrying a woman named Anne. Um, and then he had six children with her. So Jesus, they're just, Jesus. Anne was popping them out. So <sighs> also, he probably wore one of those bird masks. Yeah, one of those badass plague doctor masks. I love those. I love those things. things. Yeah. So he wrote an almanac for fifteen fifty, and it was like wildly successful. So then he continued writing them for years, and then he began working as an astrologer for a lot of various wealthy patrons, including oh, here we go. I know, including Catherine de Medici. Uh, who's right like that's like a big deal name that is she became one of his foremost supporters his Le Prophetise, published in 1555 relied heavily on historical and literary precedent and initially received mixed reception but then you know it like took off so towards the end of his life he suffered from severe gout which sucks and then it eventually developed into edema and then he died uh july 2nd uh, 1566 i know Bye. Didn't see that one coming. <laughs> no. So, in the years since the publication of his famous, I'm not saying the name again, you know which one I'm referring to. Les Provetis. That's it. Good old Nosti has attracted many supporters who, along with much of the popular press, credit him with having accurately predicted many major world events. Although most academic sources pretty much just reject this notion, obviously, because... Because they're academic sources. Because they're academic sources. They are saying he did not have any genuine supernatural prophetic abilities, and they maintain that the associations made between world events and Nostradamus's quatrains are the result of misinterpretations and mistranslations, sometimes deliberate in nature, so that they can basically make it fit to whatever the thing was that occurred. Right. Like, oh shit, he, you know, whatever. Ooh, mailed. Yeah. Ooh. So, anyway... Everybody basically says he he made these things characteristically vague so that they can be applied basically to anything and are useless for determining whether the author actually had any real prophetic powers, which don't Genius. exist anyway. So anyway, right. uh, let's see. They're almost, let's see, later, uh, okay, English translations of his quatrains are almost always of extremely poor quality. <laughs> <laughs> based on later manuscripts produced by authors with little knowledge of 16th century French and often deliberately mistranslated. So there you go. But let's, let's touch on the occultism, how he got interested in this shit, what the deal is. Right. Okay. So mm -hmm. he, he made a visit to Italy. Hey, Hey. And after that, he began to move away from medicine and more towards the quote occult. Although evidence of suggests that he, he remained Italy for this. I know. Maron. He <laughs> suggested that he remained a Catholic and was opposed to the Protestant Reformation, um, but it does seem that he dabbled, dabbled in horoscopes, necromancy, scrying, and good luck charms like the Hawthorne Rod. 
Same. Well, yeah, same for sure. What necromancy is something weird, isn't it? Necromancy is trying to bring the dead back. I'm pretty sure. Ah, I think could be very wrong. normal and not at all weird. Dude, if I was going to dabble in any of those things, that's a hundred percent what I would dabble in. Let's be real. All right. So. I do not. I'm so. I would be so afraid of bringing the dead back to life. Oh, I would one hundred percent bring a dead person back just to talk, and then I'd probably kill him again. I know. Made it here first, folks. And and today's episode is a deep dive into Cassie's mind. <laughs> okay, so, all right, and and good luck charms and shit. Okay, right. So, following popular trends, he he wrote his 1550 almanac, which is where it was the first time in print that his name was Latinized to Nostradamus. He was so encouraged by the success that he decided to write another one, sometimes more than one, annually. And taken together, they they are known to have contained at least 6,338 prophecies, as well as at least 11 annual calendars, all of them starting on January 1st, and not, as is sometimes supposed, in March. Why would it start in March? That's my question, but whatever. <laughs> That's, like, seriously, what's the deal? Uh, so, it was, it was mainly in response to his almanacs that the nobility and, like, big deal people from far away started to started to like take note of him and ask for horoscopes and psychic advice from him. Although he pretty much is such a rich person. Shit. It is. He pretty much expected his clients to supply birth charts on which all of this was supposed to be based instead of calculating them out himself as a professional astrologer would have done. Oh, and when, when a (laughs) when obliged to attempt this himself on the basis of the published tables of the day, he frequently made errors and failed to adjust the figures for his client's place or time of birth. So Nostradamus wasn't even Uh, good at this gig. uh, How did he get followers here? I don't really understand this. Like, and this guy's been all over the map, right? Like first, first he's like, okay, uh, I'm going to school. Oh no, the plague. Oh, Hey, look, I'm going to go study like plants for a while. Oh, look, med school. Oh, fuck that. Time to make the rose pill. Oh, my family died. Time to get a new family. And now I'm writing this shit. And now he's in Italy. And now he's in Italy being a fucking astrologer. So anyway. Being wrong. He's being wrong. Being, being terrible at what he's pretending to do. So, (laughs) (laughs) so then he started working on his, you know, his big bad book, whatever. Received a mixed reaction. (laughs) His, his book of poems, his, his book of predictive poems. What the fuck? So some people thought, <laughs> some people thought Nostradamus was a servant of evil, a fake or insane. While many of the elite, not the elite, the elite <laughs> evidently mm. thought otherwise. So yeah, cause they had nothing else to do. Yeah. They're like, Hmm, this guy's talking about stars and shit. Let's pay him a whole bunch to hear about this nonsense. So anyway. Yeah, meanwhile, everyone else is like, we're dying from the plague. Someone help us. Yeah. All right. So Catherine, Catherine de Medici, who was the wife of King Henry mm-hmm. II of France, uh, was mm-hmm. one of his greatest admirers. Like I said, after reading his almanacs uh, for 1555, which hinted at unnamed threats to the royal family, she summoned him to Paris to explain them and to draw up horoscopes for her children. And at the time, he thought he was going to be beheaded, which, like, fair. Because he was probably like, he was probably like, I'm a fucking crook, and now this bitch actually wants me to come talk about this shit. Whatever. Anyway, uh, but by the time of his death in 1566, Queen Catherine had made him counselor and physician in ordinary to her son, the young King Charles IX of France. Talk about connections. Physician? Physician in ordinary. The the man has done nothing. He 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 made a rose pill. You're right. Okay. All right. So, 
Some accounts of his life state that he was afraid of being persecuted for heresy by the Inquisition, but neither prophecy <laughs> nor astrology technically fell in this bracket, and he would have been in danger only if he had practiced magic to support them. Okay. Oh so since he God. wasn't walking around with a wand and saying, you know, fucking... <laughs> abracadabra it's fine what the fuck was going on in the old days (laughs) this was a weird time right and so then anyway 1538 rolls around he's in conflict with the with the church after inquisitor yeah for sure an inquisitor visited the area looking for anti-catholic people and his brief imprisonment at at some place that i can't pronounce in late 1561 was solely because he had violated a recent royal decree by publishing his 1562 almanac without the prior permission of a bishop who cares if the bishop wants him to do it but whatever but i I like that they threw him in jail they were like yeah fuck you you're going in jail and then he dies four years later anyway so like see ya whatever so the prophecies that's basically his his biggest work it's all these long-term predictions given printing practices at the time which included typesetting from dictation no two editions turned out to be identical and it is relatively rare to even find two copies that are exactly the same because it's just one guy being like i'm tired i'm tired i'm just gonna put letters on this yeah whatever (laughs) certainly there is no warrant for assuming that they're like the spellings or the punctuation of any edition are in fact nostradamus's originals (laughs) So basically, what we see now is totally just probably... it could. It's all a crapshoot. Yeah. He also happened to write two books on medical science. Um, oh. And he also... Which he's unqualified. Yeah. And then he also has this manuscript that he wrote, normally known as the Oris Apollo, which exists in the Lyon Municipal Library, where upwards of 2,000 original documents relating to Nostradamus are stored under the aegis of Michel Chomerat Comerat. I don't know. It's purported... French. It is... Right. Michel French. It is a purported (laughs) translation of an ancient Greek work on Egyptian hieroglyphs based on later Latin versions, all of them unfortunately ignorant of the true meanings of the ancient Egyptian script, which was not correctly deciphered until the 19th century. So... God. He he also just, like, casually did that. I don't know. This guy was just, like, a jack-of-all-trades, but he wasn't actually good at any of it. Right. Well, he's a jack of all trades. He's a master of none. Right, exactly. Why are people still keeping stuff that was his? I don't know. But like, Like, why does he matter to us? I don't, I don't know. Here's, here's where he like got all of this, these prophecies and shit, right? So he claimed to base his published predictions on judicial astrology, the astrological judgment or assessment of the quality and thus potential of events such as births, weddings, coronations, etc. So apparently this is what gave him all of his shit, you know, for all of this. And like research suggests that many of his, his prophetic work paraphrases collections of ancient end of the world prophecies, mostly Bible based and Ah. supplemented with references to historical events and anthologies of Omen reports, and then projects those into the future in part with the aid of comparative horoscopy horoscopes Mm. right so i mean so he fucking read the bible one time he read the bible one time and then read a couple other things and then was like let me let me me you know sprinkle a little this here and a little of that there projected into the future 300 years and bada bing bada boom you know make it vague right so here are some popular claims as to what nostradamus has predicted right yes Many of his supporters, of course, believe that these are true. 
Owing to the subjective nature of these interpretations, however, no two of them completely agree on exactly what he predicted, whether for the past or for the future. Many supporters do agree, for example, that he predicted the Great Fire of London, the French Revolution, the rises of Napoleon and Adolf Hitler, both world wars, and the nuclear destruction of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Oh, he said that we're, someone's going to develop the A-bomb and drop it? Back in the 1500s. Isn't he so no. good? Like other people also claim that he predicted whatever major event had just happened at the time of each book's publication. So like the the next round of this thing being like published again. So there's the Apollo right. moon landings in 1969, the space shuttle Challenger disaster in 1986, the death of Diana, Princess Diana, 1997, and the September what? I said the Queen killed her. Right. And September 11th. Um with the World Trade Center. And so this whole, like, I don't know, people are basically just shifting this thing. Like, as the years go by, they look at it again, they're like, what is this supply to now? And it's just bullshit. Right. It's bullshit. That's that's really, like, the long and short of it. Basically, Nostradamus was this dude who had this really weird, like, all-over-the-place life, kind of got lucky by falling into these things that he wasn't really even good at, but somehow got people to buy into them rich people got himself a nice seat and now his shit's still being read because people like to try and decipher weird things from the past to see if people like you know fucking you know like the book of revelations that shit's wild and people like to look at it and be like oh well could this have meant this or is it something still to come and like you know it's it's interesting to like theorize about and everything else i guess and like so what i don't understand is they think that he predicted all these things. Yes. That he, uh, I guess I just want to know what they think he meant. Did he say uh, two planes are going to go into skyscrapers? Two things he's never heard of? I don't think so. I'm sure he like, like you know, you know, I'm, he probably pulled some kind of symbolic thing. Like, you know, there's the seven headed, like whatever thing. What? From Revelations. Isn't there like this dragon or or something that has all these heads? Oh, He yeah. probably pulled some shit like that, right? And he was like, mm. and in the year, blah, blah, blah. Like, Wait a minute. So when the world ends, we're not going to get a dragon? Boo. <laughs> I know. Life is a disappointment and the end of the world is going to be a disappointment too. <laughs> Expectation is the root of all disappointment. Have I not That's said it right. before? There it is. That's right. Set the bar low, gang. Just go through life totally disappointed, and then you can't possibly be disappointed by anything. Right. <laughs> there you it's, go. I think it's it's a quote in New Girl. He says, the, the, the ride's rough at first, but the body adjusts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. I mean, Nostradamus, like, yeah, he was kind of this interesting dude or whatever, but, like... It's not like he was wrong about a lot. He just kind of, like, I I think, really, he just kind of got lucky. And it sounds like a lot of bullshit guesswork. Which, I'm going to place a bet that if she's the wife of a king, she's probably bored as fuck. Probably. So she's probably like... And then she hears that her family's at risk and she's like, get over here. And then she's like, stay close to him. Uh, I feel like you just summed up like all of like monarchical history. (laughs) Which, by the way, monarchs. No offense. UK. Hi, UK. I, technically, she's not, she's not, she's not anything. She's just living in that big house. 
She's a boss. I love that woman. And her piss, <laughs> her constant state of pissed off is great. It is very admirable how pissed off she is. Just how like pissed off she looks all the time. I love it so Her face is great. And they better, when she dies, if she ever dies, they better release what they're feeding that woman. For sure. Because that woman is older than dirt. And she is kicking. I mean, she's she really she's is. a spry ass. Like, 94-year-old woman. Here's what I want to know. What does she put in those little handbags she carries all the time? Secrets. What, what is she putting in there? I don't know. Guns. Drugs. Bit- <laughs> bottles of tears that she's collected from people that she keeps in the dungeon. I don't know. <laughs> it's hard to say. The blood of the person she's drinking that keeps her alive. <laughs> that keeps her young. Yeah. but i just i think i mean especially in that time like nostradamus's time monarchies are just uh, just just a mess i don't know he saw some shit with the plague and then he see i think he like lost it a little bit like i think he maybe got a little like fucked up and then he started writing this shit and people were like this guy's a fucking kook he's gotta know what he's talking about or i feel like but what kills me is if it had been anyone else. Like, if Nostradamus had been a woman, murdered. Oh, forget it. Absolutely murdered. Beheaded. Murdered. Maybe burned. I don't know. She wouldn't have gotten one book out, let alone, like, six almanacs. Now, he's writing all these almanacs. He's writing, he's, you know, fucking telling horoscopes and whatever shit. I don't know. <laughs> he's making his rose uh, pills. This guy is just, what, what he should have done. What he should have done is just continued walking around studying plants and then just set up and made like a really sick garden somewhere and called it a day. What if he just found weed and was just smoking so much weed? Well, that's what I was kind of wondering, right? Like maybe he stumbled upon like some kind of like psychedelic situation while he was like investigating plants or whatever. And then all of a sudden he's like, I know how the world's going to end. You bitches, buckle up. Do I have some you stories bitch. for you? <laughs> <laughs> truly yeah so uh, anyway i kind of like him better if that was the case so let's go with that all right everybody new theory nostradamus was just high all the time and he just, was the highest ball he was a high ass guy and he just wrote this crazy shit right called it a day so he was living his best life here's what did he die of? oh he had uh like severe gout and then it like turned to edema and then he just died what's edema edema is like heavy swelling Yikes. If he had gout and edema, honestly, chances are what he really had going on probably was some form of heart disease. Yikes. Especially if he had, like, edema to that extent. She have spent uh, less time, less time prophesizing, more time taking care of yourself. Yeah, less time, you know, tripping and making up end-of-the-world <laughs> shit, and then fucking hanging out with the queen's son, even though you didn't right. go to med school, but whatever. And somehow became his physician, a, an heir to a throne's physician. He should have spent more time popping those rose pills. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm laying down on the ground, being high and shit. I know. I don't know. It was a weird time for Nostradamus. It's a weird time for all of us. But do I believe that he was sitting around predicting the end of the world events and everything else? No. I think like most forms of of prediction and what mm-hmm. have you, he kept it extraordinarily vague so that people could interpret it to how they want to interpret it. Right. Because that's very handy. 
you're going to see what you want to see. You're going to hear what you want to hear. That's pretty much what it comes down to. Right. You're going to twist theories to suit facts instead of facts to suit theories. You're going to you're going to wear your plague mask and you're going to make some rose pills, you know. It's one of one of the this is life. This is how it works. I know. So anyway, oh God. uh I hope that that lightened the darkness a little bit. Nostradamus yeah, was a yeah. joke. That's the that's the end of it. He was high. Nostradamus was high. The end. High as balls. He was high as a kite. And this guy's just out here talking about the end of the world and shit. But whatever. That's he just fine. found some wild mushrooms in the forest and he was like, holy hell. Wait, he's, out, he's out fucking prancing around in the countryside for eight years. I'm pretty sure he probably came across something pretty funky at some point. God, oh, school closed down. I think I'll go spend eight years on the road looking at plants. I'll taste test a few and see what happens. I mean, what do we think was going to happen? All of a sudden, he's like, I can taste sounds and smell colors. I can taste the future. <laughs> Catherine Medici's like, get over here. He's like, okay. And his eyes are all wide. I know. He's like, his hair is like on end and he's, you know, whatever. <laughs> he's wearing like, I don't know, hemp clothing and shit. Yeah. He probably looked like... And all those, like, old vi- old movies of when, like, a parent finds a kid smoking pot and their eyes are wide and they look crazy. That's yeah. what he looked like. He looked like that mixed with Robin Williams from Jumanji mixed with Doc from Back to the Future. Oh, what an image. That, that was Nostradamus in a nutshell, everybody. That's him. That's him. So, let us know what you think. Do you, Well, first of all, I already know what you think about Gertrude. She was a bitch and she fucking mm-hmm. sucked. absolutely on every level that a person can she was in fact the antichrist and i hate her and what do we think of nostradamus real or fake i'm gonna go with fake probably but yeah there i feel like though i've seen tv specials on him oh for sure any yeah let us know yeah let us know whatever i mean i kind of gave you the quick and dirty here but like I know. Yikes. There's always shit on Nostradamus. Everybody's like, oh, Nostradamus. (laughs) Woo. But he's just like this high dude. The end. High as balls. You know, guys, we don't actually know if he was high, but I'm pretty sure he was high. Oh, I I would. I'd put money on it. All right. This is a weird ending. It just is. But most importantly, until next time. Stay strange. (laughs) I for sure thought you were going to be like, stay high. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha,